Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, while Ireland has developed into an international tech hub in recent years, we still have our fair share of artisans and craftspeople plying their trade and honing their skills with tangible pieces of glass, ceramics and even wood. For this week's industry review, I wanted to speak to three people who embody that spirit and I'm delighted to say I'm joined this morning by Tony Hayes. He's from the Irish uh, Handmade Glass Company down there in Waterford. Uh, Rosemary Durr is a potter and ceramics expert uh, in Castlecomber in North Kilkenny and Thomas O'Loughlin from the Wood Factory in North Dublin is also here with us. So you're all very welcome to the programme and I might just start by getting an introduction uh, to you and your business and we might start with you Tony. Tell us a little bit about your history in Waterford Glass firstly and how your business evolved from that great institution. Well, Bobby, uh, myself and a few of my friends, um, we, we worked for Waterford Crystal for years. Um, like I, I was there 22 years, and, and the rest of the guys were there like plus 30, plus 40 years. But when the factory closed down, we basically knew nothing else, so we, we decided to take a, a risk and set up our own company. Um, and that was back in 2010, we put put the plan into motion. Uh, it took a, took a few years to get it together. It was a new building made, uh, we'd source a furnace, all that kind of stuff. But um, in the meantime, like we, we've we, we've kind of grown into a pretty successful uh, yeah. glass making company, you know. Yeah, and it's maybe hard for people to understand the heritage of glass blowing and glass cutting that yeah. is uh, in Waterford. There would have been eight or nine hundred, uh, you know, ex- expert glass cutters and blowers. And it was a huge blow for the community in Waterford back when all that went away, wasn't was it not, Tony? Uh, it was massive. Like uh, I, I think that the knock-on effect is only starting to recover now. To be quite honest, um, it, it, it was huge. Yeah, it's not so far different now. Obviously, now things have all gone kind of pharmaceuticals and that kind of way now at the moment. But back in the time, it was craft. Um, uh, I mean, it was it was like probably a thousand cutters. There was probably 600 glass blowers, you know, and like if your mum or dad were in the factory, you kind of had a shoe in the door, you were going to be yeah. a glass blower, a glass cutter, or an engraver or something, you know. Yeah. But it, as I said, the knock-on effect is only starting to come around now, uh, and it was it was not just the people that worked in the factory, it was the people that were that were infe- affected by it as well, uh, like other small companies that would have made moulds or as such, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, all, all those related businesses. Yeah, yeah, completely, yeah, yeah, all the way down the line, you know. But uh, as I say, it's, it's kind of, it's starting to come around now. Uh, um, uh, we we learned our trade in it, and we, we've grown a nice business out of it, you know. Yeah, well, listen, we'll come back to the Irish hand, uh, Handmade Glass Company, what you do in a second. And uh, let me bring in my next guest, who's Tom O'Loughlin, and he's from the Wood Factory. Tom, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Bobby. Now, I, as I understand it, you're a carpenter, you're a joiner, you worked in high-end property over the years. That's right. Tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, so basically, worked in uh, building uh, around Dublin and surrounding areas for, for a good many years, uh, from an apprenticeship on. Um, came out of my apprenticeship then and found that the, the work was declining. Right. And as as the boom kind of came to an end. So was that like 08, 09? 09, 10 maybe. Right. Yeah, I kind of hung on for another little while. Um, right. And then we got let go as the as the building company we work for kind of not disbanded but just shrunk a little and got themselves right you know yeah um jumped around a little bit for a while and then took a risk then to go out on my own and start my own company 
making small crafts, just be- basic stuff. Now, you, 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 I, mean, I know this is radio, but you've brought in some of your, your products here I this morning. I have indeed, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a, the most beautiful uh, wooden chopping board Spalted here. beach, yeah. What, what is it? A spalted beach. Beautiful. And even looking at the grain, the finish, uh, how long would it take you to make a product like that? Uh, depending on, well, it, it's what we say from two years from tree to board. <laughs> right. So we mill our own timber. Uh, so we get the trees from tree surgeons from, from uh, dangerous or trees that have to be removed for a reason. No way. And repurpose the timber. And so when it, you say the timber has to be treated, what's involved in that process? Well, the trees are milled. And then they're left on stickers so they can air dry then for a number of years, depending on the thickness. Right. So it's one inch per year of air drying. And then it goes into a kiln then, then to, to dehumidify. It's amazing. So, so the, like, the, to, to think that, the, you know, that you have to waste the time, Absolutely, the yeah. aging process, yeah. letting the air at it. Yeah, and that's all part of, the, of what is the, the wonderful end product, which is the craft. Well, craft is patience, you know. Yeah, yeah really, really interesting. Let's go to Kilkenny now and talk to Rosemary, Rosemary Durr. Rosemary, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank tell, you, Bobby. Um, tell us a little bit about your ceramics business and yourself, if you would. Um, well, I'm in Castle Comer State Yard for the last 19 years. I moved out there with my husband. Um, I had come to Kilkenny originally to train as a potter in Thomastown in the Pottery Skills course. Um, yeah back oh that's nearly 30 years ago and then went into the desi- back of the design center the castle yard for a few years in a shared studio space in there and kind of got my range together and then moved out to castle comer and my husband is also a ceramics artist but has his own business alongside mine and um, so it's a really it's a lovely studio space so we're just a small studio we i sell a bit online quite a bit online and then um wholesale to a few shops and all the pieces are hand-thrown um, stoneware pottery so it's for everyday use. What um, does hand-thrown actually mean Rosemary? It does, does it mean that every single pot that you make is turned on a wheel? Uh, yes. It does? Yes. The, yeah. the term is thrown on a wheel um, yeah. so people will be familiar with that image. It's a very um, you know associated with pottery someone sitting down on a wheel and throwing Working pots. the clay. It looks very relaxing and romantic, but it's it's, a, <laughs> it's hard work. <laughs> when you're making when you're making your living from it, it's a, a little bit more intense. So yeah, each piece is is thrown on the wheel, and then that's the fastest part of the process, really, um, because there's a, a drying and finishing and firing, a first firing, then glazing and firing again. So it's quite a Quite a long process. Yeah. So the throwing, the actual making of the pot is the fastest part. Yeah. And tell me then about, you know, do you build up your range and your, I suppose, your style over the years? You were, I think you were saying that, you know, you've got customers that have been buying your lines for 20, 30 years. Yes. It, is, is that part of the, is that part of the strategy to keep customers coming back? Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I mean, I've I had different notions, I suppose, when I started off in business, um, you know, that I would have exciting new ranges quite regularly. But then you, you're not long realizing that people like consistency and they like to collect over time. And yeah. not everyone can afford to buy a full di- dinner service straight off. And even if they do, things do break over time. Yeah. So they want to be able to replace those. It's not it's not a fashion led industry like it, it is very much. Um, what I make 
does evolve over time. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but because I make my own glazes and that's the color on it, on the pots, the natural materials can vary in, you know, over years because they're mined. So there will be little discrepancies. And that's that's the lovely thing about it. No two pieces are the same. But whilst I introduce new ranges from time to time and and adjust things, the core of my range is still um, similar to what I was doing. 20 years ago. Yeah, and uh, it's lovely to hear that so much of your personality, you know, gets, I suppose, encapsulated into your craft, which I think is is, is, a, is a lovely thought as well. Back mm-hmm. to you, Tony, and back to the Irish Handmade Glass Company. Um, one of your USPs, I believe, is that you add colour to glass. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, well, obviously, with Waterford Crystal, when we worked there, we, we, we never really used colour, except for ourselves when we were making them. Um, say, at lunchtime, we were allowed to make, say, fish or something like that. <laughs> and and that's that's where the plan actually came from, that, that we said, well, Waterford Crystal is gone, and, and there's going to be tourists coming to Waterford, and they've got nothing to buy. Um, and we said, well, we'll we start making something, but we make something with colour. And we, we, we were starting off with fish and this and that, and then... When we met the Enterprise Board, they actually gave us a mentor. And the mentor brought us to, to one of the big stores in Ireland. And they were saying, like, well, what new product can you give us? And she actually stood there and she looked down and she said, look at all, look at it all. She said, it's all the exact same. No matter what brand it is, it all looks the same. So give me something different, she said. Yeah. So we kind of evolved it then from, instead of being fish and swans and stuff, to making vases with a bit of colour. But then like, we needed to do something different on top of that as well. So we, we have a master cutter, Danny Murphy. He, he's a fabulous cutter. So Danny developed his cuts to nearly engraving. So you could have a vase with, with purple in it, with little headers engraved onto it using a cutting wheel, you know. So we decided to develop a couple of lines like that. And now we have kind of, we've got eight ranges uh, of glass. And every year we kind of add something new to it rather than adding a full new range. Yeah. Um, just to keep developing the brand, you know. That's um, it, it just gives us a USP that's yeah, totally and, different, and, you know. And, and can I, can, can, tell me this, Tony, in terms of, is Waterford clearly is a great place now with all its reputation and all the yeah. history that you spoke about there earlier, but to be to be having your, your now business, the Irish Handmade Glass Company, right there in the heart of the city, it, it must be a great platform for you to, to sell your product. It's amazing, yeah, yeah. Uh, when when tourists come to Waterford, um, they, they, they we're right in the heart of the Viking Triangle. You couldn't pick a better place, to be quite honest. Yeah, and you can you can walk past and you'll see our big sliding door open, and myself or Derek or Danny are sitting down making glass or cutting glass. And Americans usually get a shock. They kind of they've come to see Waterford Crystal, and they might take a little walking tour and see the museums and that. The next thing they walk past the place, and here's guys sitting down making glass. That's fantastic. Um, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like a, like what you would see, I, I think, in Venice and Murano. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, there should be more uh, glass companies around, but the way things went, unfortunately, we were the only one that actually started up after the closure of Waterford. That's yeah. low glass and that, and we're the only one that still survives. I think at the moment, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, that 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 sounds. It just sounds like a lovely business. Um, um back to you then, uh, Tom. Um, in terms of. What what? How do you develop? I suppose I suppose you live and learn around the lines that work, the ones that don't. Uh, how do you sort of strategize on bringing in new products? Well, uh, how do you develop the business and how do you grow the business? Well, uh, unlike a lot of uh, businesses, nothing is off the shelf for us again. 
So the the timber we source dictates what we make. Right. So then we evolve the business into that, and then then the market then dictates what we make also. So the demand for what we are selling in a certain product, like our, our new dining tables, where we make uh, resin river tables, is all the rage. Started in Canada, we were the first big ones here in Ireland to start integrating resin into timber that was yeah wasn't fit for use in a dining table as such. Yeah, I've so, seen the, 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 the and it's that that beautifully glazed almost yeah. like a almost like a resin over the woods. Yeah, so there's a resin cast and a resin yeah. a resin river. So there's a lot of that which you're turning timber that is beautiful timber but has holes and pockets and crevices that you can now fill with resin and it becomes an art piece then for someone, you know? Amazing. And the process around that, again, it's time, it's Very patience, time it's love. Yeah. And yeah. understanding materials. Yeah. And every piece of material has a different, a different want and a different process. So I get people on in touch on the social media saying, how do you make those tables, you know? <laughs> and and it's, it's never a one-line answer yeah. because it takes years of experience to be able to put your skills to each piece individually. In in terms of the business side of what you do, um, like when you say that you might find a walnut tree or a, a, an oak tree or whatever it is and then decide, I'm going to make six tables out of this. Yeah. How do you work the economics of the business in, or, in order that you make, that, that your, everything that you make is profitable? Yeah. Well, so tell ba- us a little bit about that. Well, basically, like if we go, if we go and tree surgeon calls us, said we had a walnut tree, which is very rare, but we have come across walnut trees. So we do have some walnut in the workshop. We have a huge stock at the minute. But what basically what we do is we look at the tree, see what we're going to yield from the tree. There's going to be a, a factor in for waste, mm-hmm. and then you have to factor in then the saw milling, the time it's going to take, and the sitting around it does for two years. So there's a lot of, a lot of monetary value sitting, air drying, waiting to be killed and dried. And you've probably got good at building that into the cost base. In yeah. other words, I need to know, I now know I need to charge whatever it is, three or four grand for this piece of work Yeah, because I've held it for two years. Absolutely. I paid this much for the tree surgeon and you add in all those costs. Yeah. Yeah. P- plus the fact that you're buying a, a piece of individual furniture as well. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's factored into the cost as well. Yeah, no. Uh, Tony, in terms of uh, your own, uh, the business side of things, I know you went and, I suppose, re-educated yourself completely after finishing with Waterford Crystal. You did... Uh, a diploma in business studies and uh, how did you find did you find that you were unprepared for business um, when, yeah, you, when it, you left Waterford Crystal? Definitely um, like I left I left about a month before it closed so uh, my plan was to go back to college we had, we had a fabulous training department in Waterford Crystal run by uh, Dr. Sennon Cook um, and he used to run classes through the National College of Ireland and I did that on my classes while I was working there but I decided to go back to, to WIT at the time um, and finish off a business diploma there. And um, while I was there, then I enrolled in the Southeast Enterprise Platform Program, which is a postgrad for small business development, um, mm. run by Eugene Cregan in, in Waterford as well. It's now called New Frontiers, and that that was great because they gave you they gave you fabulous mentors in that, uh, and they, they they kind of you got access to any any funding that was available through yeah. either Leo or, or or the IDA and that you know. Um, it, it was really invaluable starting up because like, we, we were basically four guys that hadn't got a clue about running a business, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, it's great that you that you, that you realised that you needed education around it and you made it work for you, you know, that, the, yeah. that you actually took the initiative because, you know, at the end of the day, you need to know that bit, don't you? No matter how good your craft is, 
if you can't make money on it and you can't, you know, pay exactly. the wages effectively, uh, what's the point? Exactly. That, that, that's true. As much as you love making your yeah. craft and that, there has to be a business at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you can't you can't live on on on, on fairy dust. To be quite honest, um, uh, there is a business there. And like we were, our original thing was we were going to sell from our studio shop. Now we're wholesaling to probably about sixty shops in the country. We've probably got twenty five, thirty in the states. We sell for QVC in the states and big, massive, uh, huge companies like Jensen and that, you know. Good man, that's great. Uh, back to you, Rosemary, on the business side. Um, you, you mentioned you were in business with your husband uh, and you both have separate lines. Is that right? But you, you do, he, he was a, yeah. a graphic designer, was he, originally? No, um, originally he was an illustrator. Illustrator, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he would have touched off ceramics in college, but um, not until he had access to the my studio space that he got fully so into you, ceramics. Basically, you taught him everything he knows, is what you're I saying. I taught him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> still trying, still trying, Bobby. <laughs> and, 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 and in terms of, of being a double act, I suppose, in life and in business, how does that all work out? Well, we very much in, in business, you know, he's running with his own thing and I'm running with mine. So we are very much separate businesses, just sharing a space and both happen to be in ceramics. I mean, he does a lot of design work and work for big companies like uh, Crate and Barrel and Anthropology, where they, you know, produce lines of his of his designs. Um, whereas as mine is very much production work. You know, I, I don't, his is one of our pieces. Mine is very much everyday work. Yeah. I mean, it, the skill is, the, the beauty in my piece is, is in the craftsmanship and the the lightness and the you know the functionality of of what I make. Um, it's it's probably good though in terms of having a a different you know an alternate strategy that yeah. you're, that you're not in the same place effectively that you know that he's do, while you're while it makes sense that you work together you're you're coming at it from different angles. Absolutely yes yeah. yes it does it does it's a nice creative um, yeah creative partnership it works very well yeah. Well, look, um, I think this has been a riveting discussion. I really, really celebrate uh, everything that each of you guys do because I think uh, the work, the skill, the energy and the love that you all clearly have for your reflective uh, crafts is, is, is actually inspirational. So I want to thank my guests, uh, Tony Hayes from the Irish Handmade Glass Company down there in Waterford, Rosemary Durr, uh, Pottery in Kilkenny, and Tom O'Loughlin, The Wood Factory. Thanks so much for joining us and keep doing what you're doing because it really, really is. We need to see much more of this uh, and I wish you every, every success. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.